Welcome to episode five of the Invictus podcast. You are blessed with myself, Tony and Craig. And of course, Nicola is back again for uh, part two of her podcast. Well, we first did a podcast with Nicola. I'm pretty sure it was like the 14th of December or something like that. It was a bit oh, before Christmas. A very good memory. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so we've um, invited Nicola back into uh, you know, our little podcast station to... Um, uh, ask her a few more questions, get down to the nitty gritty of a few more things that we wanted to ask. Um, and then we're going to talk about Nicola coming into the gym um, in March to do a bit of an information session. So welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me back. I've got like nervous sweats. Really, really, really clammy. Fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be nervous? <laughs> You're nervous. It's hot. It is hot. Do we want the aircon on? Oh, it's okay. It's a little steamy. It's a bit steamy. Yeah, maybe turn off. Um, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Yeah, we're trying to get back into the swing of things after Christmas. Yes. Did you take much time Feels. off over Christmas? I worked through Christmas, yeah. yeah. So um, my break comes now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're going on holiday? Yes, going on holiday. Great to quarter stay open. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> One person, one person, yeah. ruins it all. Yeah, so good hopefully. guy. As long as you're not going to Perth, so far. No, not okay. Perth. Yeah, never go to Perth again. Like they're not oh, even see? part of Australia. Really? See, yeah, that's on like pretty <laughs> high up on my list. Well, Perth is actually lovely yeah. and wonderful to go to, except for they shut it down like without even. You'll be on the plane and they would. They kick are you very off. quick. You sneeze once. They're very. No one's allowed in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the plane's just going to kind of hover. Well, they had yeah. they had the plane with the last shutdown. Um, Oh, really? Whenever the case, they had a plane that was in the air and it landed and they made everyone go back. They were yeah, like, you that's can either, right. You can either stay and do 14 days quarantine oh or God. you turn around. <laughs> just turn around. And so, <laughs> they just did that. They just did that for this one as well. Yeah, not, not surprised. Did not they Perth. really? Um, yeah, I would else. be livid if that happened to me. Yeah. I'd absolutely. I, my rage would go from 1 to 100 real quick. <laughs> I would not like to be on that plane with you. <laughs> I'm not a good flyer as it is, but to have you, like, flying off the handle, no, no thanks. Yeah. I just imagine, like, Leanne vibes. <laughs> like, there would be a lot of swearing really going game. on. Yeah. And there'd be lots of hands going, like, yeah. everywhere in a really high-pitched voice. Yeah. 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 We can all hear it. Yeah, we can imagine it now. Yeah. I would love to be on that plane, because I would just keep raising my eyebrows, like... I'll don't even have to do anything. I'll watch your recording. Yeah, I don't have to be on it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Bree's pretty funny when she gets fiery because it yeah. doesn't happen often, but when it so happens, it's I, interesting. I think that because I've had to deal with Michael's fire yeah. flying off the handle all the time, I find it really interesting because at least you won't be inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> There's just lots of hands that kind of like yeah. will move around. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm practicing that. Yeah, we'll be fine. It's okay. Yeah, I'll get you with some jelly beans. <laughs> Do you want a coffee? No, <laughs> it'll make me worse. Oh my god. Um, um, I was gonna say we're really you're stumped, you stumped, aren't you? I am a bit stumped. So, um, are you guys? So we're um, planning on doing a little uh, talk or uh, Q&A workshop um, with Nicola in March. So it's going to be on the 12th of March. I've just decided a date and a time. Yeah, we've locked it in, Eddie. PM. Yep. Locked it in, Eddie. Locked it in, Eddie. (laughs) Uh, We're 
open to suggestions from all of you guys about what you do and don't want to know. No, maybe not what you don't want to Just know. Just what you want to know. But they do want to know. Maybe yeah. what you do want to know. <laughs> um, and it's, you can say, I have this friend, right? Yeah. Um, or whatever you like. But, Completely you know, anonymous. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll put out a thing where people can actually answer it anonymously yeah. of things that they want to know just because it is obviously a topic where there is a lot of taboo um, and we spoke yes. about it even in class this morning about the, the whole taboo around it and how uncomfortable people feel expressing or asking questions about it mm. because if you ask questions about it, it's automatically like assume. people are going to assume yeah. that this question's for you. you. So if we put out some sort of um, yeah anonymous yeah. poll survey. So, yeah, so the, the, you don't need to come... Like, there's other reasons that you can attend. Mm. Maybe you just don't even know about it and you would like to learn more. Yeah, maybe more. you're curious. Doesn't maybe mean it doesn't mean issues. that yeah. you have all these problems. You don't have to have had a baby to come. You don't have to be female to come. Um, maybe it gives you a better understanding for every, all, all of the above. Yeah. So Really, anyone would get, I think anyone would get something out of it because it's something that could happen to mm. absolutely anyone. Definitely. Um, and I know my opinion is biased, but I know the things that I can talk about, and it's everyone. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. and we yeah. like we even spoke today. Um, one of the members, actually, this is actually a really good question, but you can um, unfold for <laughs> us now. Uh, she said, "Is the likelihood of your likes of powerlifters, weightlifters, strength sports people or athletes?" Um, the likelihood of them having some sort of pelvic floor mm. issue increased because of the amount of w- load or pressure that is caused forcing down on the pelvic floor. I won't necessarily say increased mm-hmm. because there was um, a study recently that looked at the differences between like running and even like crossfitters. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't necessarily increased with the heavy lifting, but I do think it does come down to technique. Of course. It also mm. comes down to a degree of like genetics, what your connective tissues like and whatnot. So it may not necessarily increase your risk, but it can definitely happen regardless of age and babies. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is a population of people though that like, more um, high impact athletes yeah. where I do believe again taking into consideration genetics and just whatnot that it, it happens and it so yeah mm. and long distance runners mm. learn to live with that kind of stuff so that's not they don't they don't do any gymnasts dances yeah so yeah. you're running and um, when I did my marathon my kids were mortified about the amount of men who shit their pants during the uh, that run. mortifies me when you hear They're about like, it on oh, the news. That man fell over, and then they were like, "That's no, that's not mud. That's something else." No. So you know, I mm. I think that's a good question, but I've seen it more. Well, I've seen it a lot in running. Yeah. Then I was I was that, that I was pretty surprised about. Mm. 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 And like um. As like before mentioning gymnastics, that's a fairly common one um, as well. Yeah. Um, just where you've got that high impact and repetitive movements. Yeah. So yeah, it's not just a um, post baby specific thing. It's not just a older female specific thing. It's really even like 20, 15 year old yeah. female thing. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a big scope of what can be spoken about 
um, when we have our little meet and greet Q&A show and tell, maybe not show, but tell. <laughs> 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 Who wants to volunteer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not show and tell. <laughs> I will not be putting my hand up for that. Neither will I. <laughs> Neither, I think we might You've got a brave soul if they put their hand up. That would be a pretty that. good gag, though. Yeah. Just like, like, who wants to volunteer? Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's really good because, like, prior to today, I had I listened to it, looked for a couple of podcasts yeah. to listen to so I'd have some questions and, yeah. you know, some different kind of information. And the two I listened to gave me the shits that much that I turned it off. <laughs> so it was mainly because they would just yeah. go on to tangents about babies and postnatal care. Mm-hmm. And the woman that, the, like the very first one was, she had issues from teenage, from a t- being a teenager mm. prior to having babies, mm. but hardly didn't talk about any of that condition. Prior to, yeah. yeah okay. So... And then she's the, the she's um, has had kids since, but mm. just mainly talked about that. And then just went into big tangents of not making yourself strain to poo and getting the poo mm. the poo stool and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is really annoying because you're not really the poo stool, the squatty, yeah. squatty, potty. The squatty potty, squatty potty, yeah. Um, <laughs> The pool stool, and she she was the like she was stool. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was kind of like so yeah. um, lenient to one way of you, know, you can't do this and you you can do this wrong, and it just made it really difficult. Yeah. Um, and then really banged on a lot of like if I hadn't had kids, mm. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have kept listening if yeah. I wasn't planning on having kids. Yeah. I wouldn't have kept listening to because the, it was nothing relevant no. to someone. Yeah. 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 So. And then the next one was an American one, mm-hmm. and um, th- that got really confusing because yeah. they just kept talking about how you can do it wrong, and then they started talking about all the um, gadgets that you can buy to strengthen so many, it, so many. and um, how you work through bands, to, and then if you don't work through the bands and you don't progress, does that mean you didn't get strong enough and all this stuff? And I'm like little weights. Yes, that was I talking about. And I was just like, yeah, gadgets. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's so many, so many like weight gadgets, squeezing gadgets, like feedback gadgets. Yeah, there's heaps. I was just like, I, 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 this is again, Mm. but they kept saying like, you kept saying like, it's not right that, doing the doing the kegels if you're not doing it right you're doing damage and doing wrong and doing and it just made it like well oh fuck this is overwhelming this is too much i don't i'm talking about how they had the gadgets that fit nicely in their handbag just in case they need to take i'm like where are you going to take it to as long as you're going on holidays like why Maybe you go to the bathroom or I haven't done my exercises yet and take my little weights out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Okay, stop. <laughs> um, for people who know me, I'm very big on my language. And um, yeah, I, I would not say that doing your pelvic floor exercises incorrectly would necessarily cause damage, just can lead to inefficiencies. Like yeah. there's multiple ways to do certain things and it one way might not be the best way or the most efficient way or the way that you'll get the most bang for your buck. Um, so the way you do do your pelvic floor exercises does have a bit of an impact, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say damaging. 
No. Yeah. It, it you're, was, not, you're not going to make the situation necessarily worse. worse. Yeah. Just may not get anywhere. There yeah. are certain situations where it could put more strain on the system and mm. possibly things could get a little bit not the greatest. But, um, yeah, this would just be another reason to come down. Because the amount of people that will come through and say, yeah, I do my pelvic floor exercises all the time. And we do it. And it's like, all right, show me what you believe to be pelvic floor. I'm doing it. <laughs> like, all right, well, let's try this instead. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of variation about that. Yeah, about well, that's what I found was when I was ciphering through mm. different podcasts. I was like, there's just a lot of conflicting information. Um, mm. and th- I looked at podcasts that had doctors in front of it. It wasn't just like some random girl chat on on a podcast that was mm. supposed to be, you know. Mm. So it was very confusing. That's a big area. It's a big area and it's getting, it's growing. A lot more people are coming into it and knowing about it. So I think it will explode even more. And that would just mean there'll be so much information out there that you feel like you have to work, work mm. through it and yeah. figure out what. Do you think right now out there there's a lot of misinformation regarding pelvic floor, what you should and should not do? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say misinformation, but there's a lot more new information coming out. So I guess anything um, working to best practice and um, evidence-based practice, just keeping up to date. So again, there being so much out there, Mm. not all of it might be the most relevant or the Mm. most up-to-date stuff. And that's where it can get a little bit hard. working your way through it through the likes of Dr. Google yeah. which we are not friends and no one should ever be friends with Dr. Google because <laughs> it doesn't generally end well but yeah that's why you have pelvic health physios because let them decipher the information for you and who doesn't like being told what to do so you don't have to think about it yourself exactly yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that um, so if someone like cause we've been talking with clients sometimes like when they're skipping they're like mm. oh I've got to go to the bathroom stock standard but also, if, like, just in general, if someone, like, coughs or sneezes mm. or anything like that, is there any other side factors other than, um, other than like, doing your Kegels? Are there other lifestyle factors that they could change around? Yeah. Like, coffee consumption or things yeah. like that? Yeah. So, when it comes to the bladder or just, let's say, leakage, yeah. um, it's not always the pelvic floor necessarily that's the culprit okay so the bladder is a muscle itself and for some people they have um they might have a bit of an overactive bladder and essentially that is where your bladder is just squeezing on itself randomly so it's like a little spasm but that little spasm is going to make you go oh my god get me to this toilet right now yeah for some people i've certainly known like skipping can be a bit of a trigger yep um coffee can be a bit of a trigger some food additives can be a bit of a trigger and then, um, so there may be some pelvic floor stuff that we do, not necessarily to strengthen, mm. but in answer to your question, yes, there are other different areas that we have to take into consideration as well yep. when it comes to anything of the urinary system, bladder, yep. urine. What about weight loss? Um, weight can play a part. Yes. Um, again, depending on what your foundation's like to begin with. Okay. Um, but all of these things just create a much bigger picture well, think mm-hmm. things like stress you probably see overactivity huge through yep. bladder huge. and pelvic floor yeah and i see i would say gut that health even particularly the younger ones like gut health ibs um 
they play their role as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even like um, gut health in terms of like constipation can be irritant to the bladder. Mm-hmm. So it's it what can seem as a tiny little thing mm. when you start to kind of dive into it, it now becomes this yeah. bigger thing, and that's where I think it can get really overwhelming for people as well when they walk in thinking, oh, it's only this. I only need to do my pelvic floor exercises. Yeah. Um, and then really it it can yeah it can get overwhelming because then when we start asking other things, oh, I didn't realise that was something. Oh, yeah, actually, you know, now that you mention that, X, Y, and Z happens. Yeah. But it's just part of a process and it's about breaking it down to smaller parts and then building those parts up slowly. So it's not just like postnatal women having no. issues with no. exercising. No, yep. it's younger girls having an overactive bladder. Yeah. Um, constipation. Constipation. Constantly straining to go to the other, to go to the yep. toilet the other way creates pelvic floor issues. Yeah. Because yep. of pressure. Mm. Yeah, I'd say the stress and anxiety is a big one, just being generally tense. Um, even like in little kids, little kids, toddlers with constipation, um, that can have a pelvic floor issue in terms of, again, we've got muscle tension. We've also got, how are they doing it? So, again, these are things that we're never really taught. It yeah. just happens, but mm. we may not necessarily have the most efficient way of doing things. Mm. So some people may tense instead of straining when they go to the toilet. Yeah, and that's okay. going to lead to difficulties, let's say, opening their bowel. So then they're more likely to be constipated. And then that's more likely to put more pressure on the system. And then they're finding that they're leaking a little bit when they're doing things because they've kind of got a full bowel that's sitting there adding as an extra weight. Mm. And this is how things like can just kind of snowball yeah. without you realising because mm. and it's not your job to realise you, d- you don't know yeah you don't know so that's where I think pelvic um, physios really have a big and important role to play mm. yeah. I think that's one of the things that they did bring up as well that I found interesting mm. is like if you have um, weight issues like um, constant like let's say anorexia where you constantly or bulimia where you've mm. constantly made yourself vomit mm. that also can help cause pelvic floor because yes. there's strain yeah there's a strain on chronic the respiratory infections mm-hmm. chronic constipation because this is all strain that's going through connective tissue and if a connective tissue is like an elastic band that if you overstretch it it can not bounce back to what it once was Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've also got to take into consideration genetic factors that some people's connective tissue, all of our connective tissues in this room are different. Yeah. Tony's might be a little bit more elastic than what Craig's might be. So then let's say Craig might be a little bit more at risk if, if he was a female and if he was uh, chronically constipated or had a fairly traumatic birth because he's predisposed because he's got that little bit less elastic connective connective tissue to them what you did so there's lots of there's so much lots. individual variants yeah yeah i also said that if you're like a constant um jaw clencher mm. well, that's a um, stress thing isn't it and and neck you know that con- yeah. so stress usually response breathing you will usually pelvic floor you're doing the same thing and yeah. tummy to gripper, your tummy gripper bum gripper as well mm. like even if 
everyone can do this right now. Not a grouper. No. grouper. <laughs> Not a grouper. <laughs> that is illegal. Well, So like everyone can do it now where it's really simple to just bring a moment of awareness to what your body's doing yeah. um, and paying close attention to, I'll say now, particularly your tummy and your bum. And can you let go of your tummy? If you're able to let go of your tummy, you've been holding tension through there. If you're able to unclench your bum cheeks, you've been holding tension through there. And it's just something that we all seem to do without even realising. And we do it to a different It's really funny. You're like trying to fit into a tight dress. Exactly. And as connective tissue... (laughs) Yeah, I know you're doing it now. Yeah! (laughs) But you think if you're doing that all day, every day, and that's going to change depending on where your headspace is at at the moment so yeah. if you're feeling a little bit more stressed or mm. anxious or if you're angry we're going to hold more tension and then abdominal muscles and pelvic floor muscles glute muscles and pelvic floor muscles mm. the connective tissue blends into one another so yeah. if i'm holding tension in my tummy all the time mm. not only is it going to have an impact therefore on my breathing dynamics this is just to show how it can just yeah like snowballs yeah so yeah, tension's a big one. Just reminded me, I actually read a, a, a thing that was posted on Instagram this morning. Do you know Perry Nicholson, Stop Chasing Pain at all? No. He runs courses and whatnot, but mm. um, he put up this big thing this morning about, um, I suppose, stress response, mm. but in relation to happiness. So like a high stress response is probably going to mean you're, you're un- it's going to decrease happiness. Mm. But he, he, the thing he said was the first step to happiness is to breathe. Mm. And focus on breathing properly and that just like reminded me of it then i'm like yeah, yeah that's, right. that's spot on because so many people don't don't they'll, yeah they'll tense through here and then they breathe through yeah. up here yeah. and then it leads to so many issues yeah. we all breathe because if we weren't breathing we wouldn't mm. be listening or speaking on this podcast <laughs> but at the same time do we actually breathe yeah it is like the most basic yeah. thing but yeah. yeah for a lot of people it can be really challenging because trying to teach someone how to diaphragmatically breathe um, if they're a chronic um, tummy gripper holding through their abdominal muscles like it's actually pretty amazing and I think all of us in this room Mm. take it can take for granted how strong of a body connection that we have and how we can you know use this muscle and we can do little finite movements we can suck in our tummy we can billow our tummy out but not everybody has that mm-hmm. and to teach someone who has been chronically tight through certain areas all right this is what we want to do we want to take a big breath out, and as you do that i really want you to puff your tummy out and you see lots of this chest work it's like all right we're going to stay try and stay still up here i really want you to lift this tummy up here and it's hard so let's now come into a lying position because that yeah. might be a little bit easier and it's really um I think it's amazing mm. just the differences and then having to take someone back to all right let's really try and simplify this and mm-hmm. then build from there mm. yeah um and then just even back to the tension thing the, unfortunately these things don't happen overnight so yeah. if you have lived with something for let's say five years mm. or you um have been um, struggling with anxiety or whatnot for the past two years, you can't expect that this is just going to revert in a day. Yep. You can't just expect that it's going to revert within the half an hour that you see someone. Yep. It's something that you need to work on. And that's just life. You just mm. need to continually work 
work you need to English is not my strong point <laughs> you need to continually work on things, things. For them to improve yeah definitely because when you don't work on things they stagnate they stop yep. so a lot of people will even come in and ask do I need to do this forever well that's really up to you but um, you give yourself you put yourself in the best position for good health mm. when you work on your health if you don't work on it mm-hmm. then you have to accept that this is how it will be muscles need to be challenged and if they're not challenged they don't change yeah yeah so yeah i think i've completely moved away from the point no i like what you're saying i'm getting mesmerized by it i just like talking no, it's good. That was good. Everything there that was good. On, and it relates to any sort of injury that anyone's had. And mm. most people may not be able to relate to it in terms of a yeah. pelvic floor situation. But mm. I feel like everyone probably has had some sort of injury in their life. And if you just rest and recover, yeah. um, they feel good. Pain may go away. But as soon as you do something again, you're back to square one. And just yeah. challenging that muscle slowly and challenging that tissue to be able to withstand more uh, tension. And I often even put it in the way of like a typical, you can't say quotation marks, typical <laughs> musculoskeletal injury in the sense that I find some people separate their pelvic floor from being muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm. We refer to our arm muscles or our leg muscles, but the pelvic floor, a lot of people just refer it to as the pelvic floor. They are muscles. So we work them as they are muscles. Mm. So I'll often explain things like if someone has rolled an ankle or if someone has hurt a knee mm. and they have um, strained the ligaments, uh, they're no longer at 100% in terms of that joint integri- integrity mm-hmm. because it has been hurt. Yep. So therefore, my muscles have to now pick up extra slack. And you'll get the people coming in and they'll say, oh, look, I did this. I went for a run like six weeks ago and my leg started hurting a calf felt a little bit tight so I just stopped running but the pain really hasn't gone away if anything it's kind of getting worse like I don't know what I've done and it just comes down to the simple like muscle recovery and physiology um, and we now need to work that muscle mm. with a pelvic floor if someone's had a bit of a um, not even a difficult delivery but if they've had some connective tissue that has been a little bit stretched that connective tissue is now not 100% of what it used to be. So therefore the muscles around it has to be more, more supportive. So we've got to, exactly, yeah. we've got to strengthen up those muscles. Just like I've sprained my ankle, I've got to strengthen up the muscles around my ankle. Do I need to do this for the rest of my life? Well, <laughs> scar tissue is not the same as normal tissue, so it doesn't have the same elastic properties. So I've sprained my ankle, my ligaments may never be 100% what they were before. So my muscles have to give me that little bit more. Mm. So do I not want to sprain my ankle again? I'm tipping not. So therefore, it might be worthwhile to stay that little bit stronger than what I had to be prior to an injury. Mm, definitely. I always liken things to like petrol in a tank. I'm going from A to B. I shouldn't just have enough petrol in the tank to get me from A to B because what if something comes up along the way mm. and I need to go from A, make a little detour, then go to B, but then I need to go somewhere else before I come back to A. Mm. If I only had enough to just get by, I'm probably going to be really like you know, yep. nervous, anxious. Mm. I might even break down along the way. 
with strength, it's my belief that we should have that bit extra to get by. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put ourselves in the best position for health. I think strong is healthy, but yeah. strong it strong is what you need strong to mean. Yeah. So my belief of strong, mm. this is me as a person, what I need to be strong for will be what is different for Craig to be strong for, which is what is different for Michael to be strong for. Mm. It's all what it's all relative and relative to your demands, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's so therefore same same goes when it comes to Yeah. yeah if you look at someone who gets an injury, like someone like just an mm. any re- regular musculoskeletal injury, they've done that injury and have the time off, recover, whatever. Like you don't want to just get back to baseline because baseline is where injury yeah. occurred in the first place. So we need to get more than baseline mm-hmm. and actually get some sort of adaptation there where we're stronger so that it doesn't happen again. The muscles adapt when they're challenged. Yeah, yeah. That's where you get that DOMS that no one seems to like um, because you've pushed your muscle beyond what it is used to. If you didn't do that, you wouldn't get that reaction, but at the same time, you may not get the same increases um, that is what you're at, what, what, what you're after. Mm. Yeah. 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 I like that. You're on fire today. You're killing Yeah, she's on this. fire. Um, how, what about with like period pain? Mm. Like if, if female comes in and says they've got, you know, agonizing period pain. So firstly, mm. you mentioned girl talk before, and I think every girl should go through girl talk. Mm. Like, in-depth girl talk. Yeah. Because I think we have a right to know what, what our normal, body what does. What is non-normal, what our yeah. body does, why it does it, yeah. and what not. Well, actual talking. Yeah. So, tell, so act, uh, that goes with leakage, yeah. periods, um, vaginas. Yeah. All, all, all that stuff. Like yeah. No giggling. Like, even... <laughs> no. Serious talk. Just, yeah. just us girls. <laughs> it's just us girls here. Craig <laughs> Gallo's here too. Craig Gallo. That's really cute. That's cute. Yeah. Mum always called me Craigie. I don't know if that's <laughs> same, same, different. Craigie. Right <laughs> but even like, like thinking back to high school, yeah, I wouldn't even, I think I was taught what a pad was. I don't actually remember like um, a talk about periods and whatnot. I think it just went from... I remember learning that it comes pe- once yeah. a month, but mm. that's about... Yeah. It was a yeah. all about the penis and putting the, yeah. the condom on the penis and yeah. then laughing about it for the rest yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like actually like women's health, yeah, no, like women's health wasn't health really discussed. And what is normal? Because like it is not normal to have to miss days of your normal life yeah. because of period pain. Yeah, it is not normal to feel nauseous. Yeah, and in such excruciating pain that you are on the floor crying. That's not normal. Yeah, it's not normal to become anemic because you're losing so much blood. Like, and I think that as females, because we are not taught this, and because our like this is a generational thing, but it hasn't really been spoken about. And because um, there is just for whatever reason this taboo of talking about it, we put up with it. Mm. And if we talk about it, we'll get told you're being dramatic or, you know, this is just... Oh, that's why you're cranky. Oh, that's why you said that to me the other day. (laughs) Oh, that's why you've not been um, as easy to get along with. Is that why you're pulling that face? (laughs) (laughs) 
an inside joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't lost there. <laughs> but like, the conversation just needs to be like had. And when yeah. it comes, to, when it does come to period pain, there can be different reasons as to why someone might have the degree of period pain that they do. Mm. And a lot more people are starting to learn about endometriosis. Yeah. And there are other conditions as well, however, that can cause to increase period pain, mm. which I hope that they start getting a little bit more airtime as well. Mm. Um, but then again, we look at like the muscle, we look at the nervous system and is everything just a little bit razzled? For some people, they do have, um, there is no, there is no, um, what's the word? They've had every test under the sun done. It's been ruled out that they don't have any endometriosis. They have what's called primary dysmenorrhea, where they just have extreme period pain. Mm -hmm. And it's just about finding ways to help with that and different strategies and techniques. Yeah. Um, and it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It is not a very, no, I'll take that back. It is not necessarily a quick fix. Yeah. For, and it's not, I'm going to say, curative. It's managing. Mm -hmm. And I know some people don't like knowing that, that, oh my God, am I going to have this forever? I'm not saying you're going to have this forever like it is in this moment right now. But, you know, life is, comes in waves and goes up and down. Mm. And where you are in this point in time will have a... Um, and it'll change depending on where you are in that point of time. So if, you know, you haven't been in the best space, mm. we've been a little bit more tense, holding a little bit more haven't been eating the right foods um just internally i'm a bit angrier i've got an increased amount of inflammation i'm tipping you probably have an impact on your pain and not in the best way so there's so many different things that can come into period pain mm. um back to your original thing well what you mentioned about period pain but there's this again that's somewhere where i believe that a pelvic physiotherapist can play a huge role and that role may also be and in a lot of the times is a bit of like a caseworker all right have you seen this person have you had this done all right well let's link you in with xyz to get a ball rolling on can we find a reason why this is happening why yeah. once a month you are on your bathroom floor in tears why mm. you can't go to work why you just can't eat anything because you've got this horrible feeling in your tummy and you've got pain that's just radiating down your legs. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think just in general, like if someone doesn't have endo, they're just got normal periods or whatever. But from my own research, because I used to have really bad period pain and um, I realised that diet and sometimes alcohol played a big part in that. So I started to eat like a lot more like nuts and avocados and olive oils and things like that just to try and uh, include more anti-inflammatory foods in my diet, I guess. And then I can tell, um, especially around like Christmas time or something like that, if I've binged a fair bit and then I might get a bit more pain like in the next sort of cycle. But yeah, most of the time um, it can be quite good. Or I notice if I've really amped up my training sometimes my period might rock up like a week or so later because the hormones are trying to get back into sync yeah it's it's, yeah. it's interesting like how the lifestyle factors really play on yeah how your hormones go and i agree and they and work yeah like it's outside my i think the um that's outside of my little 
realm yeah. professionally, yeah. but I've read into a lot of things when it comes to information, and I think yeah. information has a big role to play, mm. and that a lot of the things that we put into our body or that we can be doing yeah. lifestyle-wise yeah. can be pro-inflammatory. So yeah. then if there's anything that's like an inflammatory-based condition and I'm throwing petrol onto that fire, whether that be alcohol, um, fatty foods, high-sugar diet, I'm not resting, I'm mm. working myself into the ground, that is no different to you've got this little little bonfire of inflammation and yeah. I've just now chucked a whole jerry can full of petrol on there. It's yeah. going to explode. Yeah. We speak yeah. that a bit. Yeah. Like stress doesn't differentiate. It all just accumulates. doesn't matter yeah. what sort of stress it is, whether it's sleep, yeah. nutrition, mm. mental, emotional stress. Yeah. It, all, it all ties in. Because every thought we have leads to a, there is a chemical reaction that occurs in the brain. And then that will lead to a reaction of different, like you've got your neurotransmitters and is it going to be a pro-inflammatory effect or an anti, on a pro-inflammatory or an anti-inflammatory effect? Yeah. And that's where I just think the whole positive mindset mm-hmm. and um, mindfulness is really coming into um, just how beneficial it is. Yeah. More research is coming out on that and the protective, the, um, protective benefits that it has. Because mindfulness wasn't a big thing, like I think that it's only been a big thing in the last. Well, it's kind of been rebranded a bit. Kinda, like yeah. You've, got, you've had all different spirituality sort of things, and it was often yeah. tied in with um, religious mm-hmm. traditions and whatnot. Yeah. Whereas now, a lot of that stuff's been rebranded and probably re- like popularized because it's not religious yeah. or like spiritual. It can be done without that. And yeah. you can't argue with the research and the evidence out there for mindfulness Amazing. and meditation and the impact that it has on life. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, just, uh, I'm still going through it, but a um, book by a neuroscientist and talking mm-hmm. about studies showing just on um, meditation and improving mm-hmm. IQ, meditation oh, yeah. and um, decreasing your stress response. They used um, a meditation pro- protocol with two groups of Navy SEALs mm. the, through their training and through operational. Um, yeah. And they, they tracked you know, heart rate, blood markers, everything. And the group that had had the meditation mm. um, program through their, through their training mm. were able to operate l- under less stress, lower heart rate, but also they were ba- able to get base- back to baseline a lot quicker than the other group. Second. And it's, yeah, like yeah. it's, there's so much evidence and so much yeah. studies coming out now proving how good that stuff is for us. And like, you just reminded me of something. I saw something the other day and I can't remember the specifics of it, but gen- the gist of it was um, yoga, stre- yoga or stretches several times a week was found to be more effective than... I think exercise, like higher intensity exercise oh. for like reducing blood pressure. I don't think yeah. I dreamt it. Yeah, no, 100%, okay. 100%, 100%, because especially when we're doing like yeah. high intensity exercise, yeah. like we're, we're pushing more into a sympathetic drive, so yeah. we're going to increase um, our blood pressure. Like yeah. aerobic stuff will bring it back, mm. so like long distance, lower mm. um, intensity, steady state stuff, yeah. and yeah, yoga, yeah. breath work, all that sort of stuff, absolutely. I've been doing hmm. quite a bit of reading on polycystic ovarian syndrome, and 
Um, something that's often mentioned is so it's believed to be an inflammatory or can be an inflammatory based condition but mm. when it comes to exercise um, more lower impact mm-hmm. mm. exercises are encouraged because you're moving away from that pro-inflammatory state which yeah. can worsen your symptoms yeah. yeah so yeah there's a whole world out there that I just think yeah. is honestly just for most people like most people should start but off especially start, if they're baseline yeah. doing lower intensity stuff just to get themselves into a healthy yeah. position, quotation marks, healthy. Um, but whatever we define health, we gen- generally define it as, you know, actually mm. having a decent resting heart rate, yeah. you know, being able to function as a normal human being. And we know stress plays a massive role on, like we just said, um, periods on um, pelvic floor dysfunctions mm. for guys on things like erections. So reducing stress getting someone to healthy mm. and that's where we find high intensity exercise which has been raved for the mm. last however many years pushes in the other direction so if you are suffering from any of these things we've spoken about and you're like yeah i need to exercise often most people go into a high intensity into exercise program and it's most likely going to make things worse yeah yeah we're also used to like the oomph and the big power drive what's well, the feeling chasing yeah. feeling yeah but you know less is more mm-hmm Big time. Keep it simple. I'll leave the last bit off the end because I won't insult anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicola will be back with us um, on the 12th of March at 6.30pm for the Public Floor Workshop. If you have any questions, queries or just questions and um, you'd like or things that you would like her to discuss mm. on that night, please send us a private message. Um, at Invictus or any of our socials or if you want to contact Nicola directly I'll give you my email so you can pass it on to yeah we'll put it in our show notes so that you can do that as well Um, if you're um, if you have an an anonymous question if you're a member you can leave that quite simply just through the feedback on the Zen Planner app Uh, that will be completely anonymous it won't tell us who you are or anything like that so that's an option. What we'll look at doing as well is I'll look at putting together something, um, whether it be on the website or using some sort of form to send out to our email list where we can use another platform to send through anonymous feedback like what we've previously done mm. with um, just feedback forms from the gym. Sounds good. Sounds, Sounds good. good. So um, I look forward to uh, running that workshop. You'll get uh, you know a bit more information that you've got the last two times that we've spoken to Nicola on the podcast um, and if there's anything that she hasn't covered that you really really want to know about um, then you know yeah come, us, come, let, come let along let us know but also you know, Nicola, come along. Nicola will run a bit of a Q&A and if you don't feel comfortable asking a question Nicola will still be hanging around after so you can have a bit of a one on one chat with her then if uh, you don't feel super comfortable talking about it in front of a group Sounds good. Thanks. Or you just say, my friend's having this issue. Yeah. I've got a mate. Um, I heard this person. I was sitting in a cafe and I was listening to the table next to me. So, uh, things we've been listening to, reading. Do you want to go first, Brie? Um, I listened to the Pursuing Health podcast this week. So, Julie, I think it's Foucher. I can't pronounce her last name. Fouché. That's it. (laughs) You said it wrong. Um, she runs her own podcast and this week she had Alex Smith on who's a CrossFit Games uh, competitor and he was like the first openly gay male athlete in the sport. Um, 
His brother is Ben Smith, but I don't know if I know who Ben Smith is. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about him uh, on the podcast, and I was like, ben Smith I feel like I've, I think I've saw his face games before yeah, Matt nice. Fraser. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it talks about how he started um, gymnastics when he was two, and then when he was in a car accident, it. Um, I think he was in his teens. He was in a car accident and it just taught him how to uh, relearn how to use everything in his body. And then um, he was a very, very sporty kid. And then it just talks about how he um, came second in the CrossFit Games and uh, training through COVID and things like that. It was really interesting. Like, he seems like a lovely guy. Like, you just, wanna, you just want to pick him up and put him in your pocket. Because like, he just seems, yeah. Have you, do you follow really him cute. on Instagram? No, I will now. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I know. Very good genius. Yeah. Very good. You know how they do the um, barbell movements into a flip, into a burpee, into mm. a thing? He does that's all him. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's him. But he does it the best. Yeah, he does it the best. Oh, he's a freak. Because he does the muscle up, up rises and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Stop so, it. Okay. He's such a good gymnast. Yeah, cool. But right. anyway. Go for it, Nicola. Um, so it wasn't the last one that I listened to, but I... One of the last podcasts I listened to you was listened to was the Growth Mindset podcast, um, and the one in particular was um, Sam Harris was speaking to a neuroscientist, um, and he's a neuroscience scientist of like the successful mindset mm-hmm. and just the um, biochemical changes in the brain and whatnot when we have a positive and a growth orientated mindset mm-hmm. as opposed to a closed mindset um and yeah i just thought it was really fascinating gave you some little tools and tricks that you can do Love but it. yeah great podcast so is that is that sam one of sam harris's yeah, podcasts mindset by ah, sam harris. is that a new one because mm. i've been on his waking up um i don't podcast, know if it's a new one um but he still he talks to some pretty amazing guys like yeah one he spoke to one of the co-founders of shazam and just listening yep. to their story that's cool. just amazing yeah yeah that's cool. Do you want to go, Tony? Um, not really. <laughs> okay. So, Radio. pretty much the listen, you, whatever you I listened to was, yeah. yeah, I can tell you what the what they were to listen to if you do yeah, want to know about pregnancy and yeah. pelvic floor um, and the um, poo potty toilet thingy. Um, so it was called uh, Wild Honey Podcast and it's Bernadette lack it's not normal to pee or poo yourself everything pelvic floor health yeah nice straight to the point cool. <laughs> yeah um i listened to um the audiobook from dr tara swart swart i think that's how you pronounce it um called the source so she's a neuroscientist and it, it covers like a variety of different topics but mm. um a lot of it's like little lifestyle changes that you can make whether it be like hydration, sleep, yeah. um, like meditation, like I mentioned before, that was from, from her book um, to, to improve your stress response. She went through some pretty big like lifestyle, like mid, not midlife crisis, more like her marriage broke down and she had a lot of stress stuff when she was working in the medical field and then she moved away from the medical, medical field yeah. because she wanted to pursue helping people. So now she's in like, I suppose, like life coaching, right. but using her extensive knowledge on neuroscience to help people get the best out of it so yeah oh. pre- pretty cool i actually really enjoy it. i think it's a book i'll probably go back through again at least little bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. so i really recommend that it's very um interesting when people 
call themselves life coaches. Well, she never she never actually calls herself a life coach in it. She just says like coaching. She goes, I just moved into coaching mm-hmm. because that's what I wanted to do. She never called herself a guru or a life coach or anything like yeah, that. Right. She just was like, I realized the medical field, I didn't want to stay and work in the medical field, mm. but I wanted to have a, a, a different sort of impact on people. And there was a point of time where her work wasn't going good. She was struggling to pick up clients and stuff like that. So then she goes into a lot of manifestation and how she used things like vision boards and affirmations and just like completely changing. Well, you think that um, someone who is in the medical field has more scientific knowledge to become a life coach than a oh yeah 100% than a, a <laughs> yeah. life coach that has been through trauma and decided that they're going to use that trauma to well it's knowledge be- and experience isn't it and yeah some people have just the experience some people have just the knowledge I feel mm. like maybe going through whatever trauma she had in her life mm. maybe plus. gave her both knowledge mm-hmm. plus experience is wisdom interesting. they say Very interesting. Yeah. so yeah that's what we listen to Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for coming, Nicola. Thanks for having me. Feel free to Blessing us with your presence. Yeah, we are very, very, very lucky to have you come on here. And we're very grateful for your big brain. Um, But please come along and come to the workshop because you will get heaps out of it. It'll be amazing. Um, We'll be here Mm -hmm. because, yeah, any time around Nicola to learn some uh, little, well, we learn little bits of her amazing amount of knowledge. So come along. Have a great weekend, guys. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.